Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. It is still December 8th. I know I said that on the last episode, but we do multiple episodes in a day here. So we're still on December 8th, but that means we are close to Christmas, my favorite time of the year. Uh, and it's a good day because we have RJ Pepino with us on the podcast, and he is with sellhousecolumbus.com. They have done over 1,000 flips. Uh, they have 500 properties under management. They've done a ton of other things, a lot of accolades that go towards their company. So I'm sure RJ has a ton to share with us today. RJ, thank you very much for hopping on the show. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Um, love doing these, uh, you know, chats and discussions about, um, you know, the real estate market, what's going on. And um, it was interesting. We had a little discussion before this and you were talking about what you're up to and what you have in your um, portfolio. Uh, and you know, it's something that we've, we're like in the new phase of, um, adding assets and buy and hold assets into our portfolio right now. Um, so I'm excited to be here and talk about that or anything else you want to, want to chat about. So nice to meet you, Gabe. Sweet. Yeah. Um, uh, let's just dive right into it then. I, I told yeah. you before we got on here, we like starting with stories. Um, so take us to the beginning of your story. How'd you get started in real estate? Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got started in real estate cause I, I was, I was hitting the ceiling way back in um, my corporate days. Mm. Um, well, yeah, it was, it was retail. I was in telecommunications retail. So, um, oh, okay. I, Verizon, T-Mobile. Is oh, yeah. <laughs> These guys, you know, and um, I was part of the launch of the iPhone when it oh, came out. Damn, so, that's, that's impressive. That's, that's a uh, long, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's a long time ago. It was, uh, it was, that was, so, you know, um, my background is I, I was a, I was a, you know, a tennis player, um, played all throughout my juniors and, um, high school and got, was good enough to go to college with a scholarship. And so I was, I was, I've been playing tennis. I still play tennis. Um, so that led me to, um, and I'm Ohio based in Columbus and that, you know, scholarship was in a college, small college up North Youngstown state. And, um, live there different definitely different from columbus just different demographics and economics there um but i was super grateful for that because it, it, it was like my first kind of step to like being on my own and trying to like figure things out and so i did my tennis stint there got a degree there um don't regret it don't need it though but what i learned is you don't really need it for what we're doing yeah. uh, but it was a good experience to be on my own and to learn a valuable skill which is selling you know which is sales yeah. And so that was a big thing that I learned in my seven, um, yeah, seven years that I lived kind of on my own and I was up there. And so, yeah, I was selling cell phones. I started with uh, Singular and that was, remember those minutes that rolled over? Um, <laughs> and I did that stint, loved it. I was making, you know, a ton of money at, at that point in time. That was a ton of money for me. And um, I, I learned how to sell. And a lot of my experience from, the sales led to management. Um, and I was trying to climb up that ladder, which is the corporate ladder. You know, you, you get kind of get the golden handcuffs put on you. You get, you get, you know, lured in with their salary and their commission. And, you know, that was the thing. And then 
I was, I was in my, I had different mindset back then, different RJ back then. And I was like, if I can climb enough, then eventually what? I'm going to be like a CEO. I'm like, well, how is that even possible? And I'm doing some research. And I'm like, is that how I get to a million? Like I wanted to make a lot of money. Right. And I'm like, how, how can I do this? And so I was researching it and I'm like, it's going to take, what I found out was it's going to take forever. And I, I need to have resources or people that I know. And who's going to, you know, I, I, it's like, there's like this club that you got to be a part of. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, there's gotta be a different, different path for me. And so, um, you know, in, in the, uh, in the process of getting better, you read these books and, you know, you, you kind of do your own research back then when the internet was the internet, you just kind of went into these forums and you kind of see what's, what's people doing. Um, but it led me to a book, which was rich dad, poor dad. Um, Rich Dad Poor Dad was the mindset shift game changer for me uh, that kind of showed me like this is this is really how you can accumulate uh, wealth, right? It's owning businesses and and doing it through, um, you know, they talk about the four quadrants. You want to be on this side of the quadrant. Yeah. Um, and part of being on that side of the quadrant is, is real estate. And so it got me really thinking about cash flow and real estate and got me starting down that path. And so I read the book, got super excited. I was talking to my brother. I'm like, I think we can flip houses. You know, I was super excited. I'm like, I don't know how we're going to figure it out because we you know I both don't have construction experience. And I don't even know how to find a deal. I don't even know what a deal is. But we're um, going to do it. Yeah, we we're going to do it. I got good credit. I've got some savings from the sales job. And so um, I did what I always did was I just moved fast, implemented imperfectly and broke a couple things along the way. And uh, uh, we bought a house, you know, it was back in 2007. So, you know, what happened in 07 and 08? Perfect. Bought timing, a house. Yeah. I bought a house and I was like super gung-ho and I wasn't even paying attention to what was going on in the market. Uh, but that was my first taste of real estate. I bought an FHA loan. I wish I would have known about the house hacking strategy back then. Um, but it's okay. So I bought a house. I bought it wrong. And I failed miserably in that Got flip. Kicked in the face, yep. Big <laughs> time, big time. And that was my first taste of like, you know, like pressure. This like pressure that I've never experienced before because everything was kind of coasting. I mean, I had pressure with the sales job and hitting, you know, numbers and stuff like that. But this was a different kind of pressure. It was like uh, I, I was in the at that point in time. I was like, going to have to give my house back because I mm. was having trouble making the payments. The market was shifting. Yeah. I wasn't showing up at the job that I didn't like anymore. I got, and so, <laughs> I've been there, man. That, that's you know, so I'm like, I'm kind of disconnected. I know this real estate thing is the way to get there. Yeah. And I it just, I stumbled upon, I was doing, I do a lot, like how I learn is I research, learn, implement. Mm -hmm. And I was researching online and I stumbled upon an online uh, mentor who was, you know, flipping houses with, you know, no credit and no construction experience and da 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 da, like all this stuff. And I'm like, how's he even doing that? You know, because I didn't, I mean, I heard a little bit about it at that, you know, three day boot camp with the rich dad poor dad thing. But, you know, I'm like, how is that really happening with this guy? And he was just like some average guy. So I, you know, got on a sales page back then. And then, you know, the sales pages were like really long. And I'm like reading every single thing. And it was like speaking to me. <laughs> you know, to me. And I was like, all right, I'm signing up. 
I'm signing up. I think this is going to work. I need to flip um, houses this way. And that way was, it, it was, it was wholesaling. Mm. And so that um, course, that online course, what it did was it exposed me to how to market to off-market sellers that are super motivated, how to talk to them and negotiate to them, you know, with them. And I had some sales ability and skills. So it gave me the framework to be able to execute basically a wholesale deal. And this was back in 08 and 09. So you know what happened in 08 and 09. Market tanked, right? And so a lot of motivated sellers were calling me and they were wanting to sell their houses because of what was going on. But I didn't have that like really that innate knowledge of comping back then because of what was going on in the market. It was just changing so fast. And so um, I went through that mentorship, got my... Um, you know, it was bandit science. That's how I, that's how I got the phone. Wow, ring. really? That's the, it's funny. That's the one strategy. Like when I first got started, I started um, wholesaling too. And that was the yeah. one strategy that I got nothing off of. Like I got really? nothing. Yeah. I tried it all and bandit science <laughs> didn't work for me at all. That's Dude, funny. Thursday, I'd be me. Uh, my brother would help me out, but I'd literally be there listening to, I had a truck back then. I'd had like a hundred signs in the back, uh, yellow, 18 by 24 yep. signs with the long, you know, zip ties. You can get at uh, Home Depot. RJ buys houses cash. And I still have, I have a vanity number. Vanity number is just like, you know, your number spells out like cash. So my cell phone has, I still have that phone today. It was my cell phone number. So it'd be like, you know, 555 cash, right? So it was, and I was plastering them, listening to audio tapes that I somehow got through the RIAs that I was going through. And then, you know, just further, like, just brainwashing myself, like, this is going to work because it was, it was ridiculous. I have never thought that these yellow signs were actually going to work. Yeah. And so I was out there from Thursday, putting up signs, getting honked at. I'm like, you know, people were like, hey, you can't, you know, yell at me. What are you doing? You're littering. You know, like get those signs off. They're not supposed to be putting up the, on those poles. And I'm, I'm like, I don't care. I'm doing it. And I'll just be like, <laughs> I need yeah, money. I'm just, a, I'm just a marketing guy. <laughs> I'm just a marketing guy. These aren't even my signs. I'm just working, you know. And uh, that was my, that was my little spiel. Um, but they, they worked. They got me deals. They got me things in contract. But I was just getting them in the wrong prices. And so, mm. like my first eight contracts just all fell apart. Yeah. So I was the buyers. They were like, dude. Those aren't those prices aren't working. They might have worked like two years ago, mm. but do you know what's going on in the market? Do you know that all these you know there's no no one's lending on these? Like how, how are you going to make this these numbers work? And I'm like, all right, I I gotta I gotta like I gotta get you know a little bit more of the local knowledge. And so um, YouTube back then there's only like maybe like a handful of guys on YouTube showing you how to wholesale properties. It was like the new thing. And so I found some local guy and um, he's, he's still a buddy of mine. He's a little under the radar anymore, but um, I reached out to him and I'm like, dude, I, I, I have a lot of properties right now. Would you be willing to do like a, a, a deal split, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, I have a mentorship program where I do deal splits. And so I'm like, all right, well, what, what's it going to take? And I'm like, well, you know, it was pricey back then. I'm like looking at my account, it's kind of like dwindling away. I'm like, I'll do whatever it takes, man. Do whatever it takes. So I had to like finance it. 
right? And I, you know, again, pressure I've never really had before, uh, but that like pressure forced me to be super resourceful, man, super resourceful. And so I've got a pile of bills here and I'm like, I still got some decent credit. So let's just finance this thing. Cause I knew that I could, I could like, you know, if I worked my ass off, it's going to work. It's going to work. I, I, I bet on myself basically. Yeah. And so within like 60 days, I was still putting up the band inside, still filling in calls. We found a duplex um, that we bought for basically got in in contract for like 16 grand. Okay. Yeah. 16 grand. These, I mean, again, these are, this is like 2008, Columbus, I guess. Right? Yeah. Back yeah, in 2000, 2008. When that was like a, a thing. Now those, <laughs> those, those duplexes are going for like 150 to 200 cash. Yeah. That's crazy. Now. Um, but we got it in contract for 16 and we found an out of state cash buyer for like 36. And mm-hmm. we did like, I remember, I remember sitting in, in the, in the house that I was, um, the, the flip that was a disaster sitting in there. This house was like 75% done, right? Sitting in my room, getting the phone call from my mentor and we're like, guess what? We found a buyer. <laughs> and I'm like, I just had this biggest yell throughout the house. I was, I, I was living with my brother and his girlfriend at that time. And they weren't there, but they would have finally thought that I was like, getting shot or something or what was going on with me because I, I i let out the biggest yell of like fuck yeah you know i'm like yeah and it was <laughs> like that right there it's i still think about it, it gives me chills because that was the proof that all i needed right there proof that this could be done yeah i made money basically out of thin air it's what yeah. i what happened and I'm like, this is it. I'm this is I'm going all in on this real estate thing. This thing works. And you know, and then like two years after that, me and this guy flipped over a hundred houses together. And um we that led to, you know, so there was a time there where I was wholesaling a bunch and had a different business partner back then. And the market was starting to slowly get better. Um and the banks were like like being less stingy and and lending again and there was a moment there where you could pick up still houses and anywhere from 20 to 50k and they would be cash flowing uh renting out for 750 to 850 and uh, and my buyers were like yeah t- give me as much as you can of those keep them because coming. i'm keeping them yeah he, i'm keeping them i'm like what do you mean you're keeping them and i it just didn't like my mindset was just flip, 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 right? Next deal, next deal, next deal. I'm like, wow, there's something, there's some more power to this, you know, buy and hold play. And it was in 2010 when it really hit me. I'm like, I got to keep these. Yeah. I'll find a way. What's that next level, man? Yeah. You know what that next level was, Gabe? It was, you got to raise private money. You got to get the money. Yeah. You know, And I was just like, well, how, how am I going to do that? People don't even know me. They just know me as this like, wholesaler guy right and i you know and i was having a lot of fun too like because i was in my you know late 20s 30s just flipping a house blowing it away flipping a house blowing away just being you know just young and so (laughs) this this like forced me to step up and, and change my mindset a little bit and like think several years down the road of like building this wealth cash flow coming in what it can get you 
Uh, but that missing piece for me was changing my mindset on how to really look at deals, more of a longer term standpoint, and also raising money. And um, I started on this, like, I was asking my buyers, like, hey, do you know any private lenders, you know, people that are willing to lend short term? And um, I had a big break back in 2011 when one of my buyers was like, yeah, I'll do some deals with you. So we started off doing like a lot of 50-50 deals. He would come in with the money. He had some resources with contracting and then we would flip the deals. And then that was like a test for him because he just wanted to make see how I, I could do it. So we did like two flip deals and I said, hey, can we can we hang on to some of these? Right. Can we do the uh, the cash out refinance play? He was like, well, you know, banks, you know, he's giving me this, well, banks, da, 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 da. I'm like, all right, it's cool. We can still flip. It's, it's okay. But what that did by borrowing money from this guy was that it gave me some credibility of like, have I ever borrowed money before and paid back? Yeah. And that was a huge game changer for me. Yeah. So it was, yeah. the next couple phone calls with other private lenders was super easy. You know, like, yes, I borrowed, you know, 200 to 500 a thousand dollars with this private lender you can have his uh, number to uh, call him and see how i work but got references now and that was a big thing like you know you, you get to be okay with just making things happen with whoever lender you have because that's like building your credibility pack you know you have now you have a credibility packet and you can go to another lender that was a big game changer for me and we started buying and holding since 2012 um with my, you know, a business partner now, uh, and you know, we've got a lot of rentals. Yeah, yeah, over five hundred. You've really, uh, you've taken that model, and you said, "All right, we're gonna, we're gonna knock this one out the park. Let's just do it." Yep, we had a, we had a breakout two thousand and twenty one where we had a huge um, portfolio that we that we bought. We'd always been in that hundred to one hundred and fifty range, mm. um, so it really catapulted us. It's, it's keeping us really on our toes um from a management standpoint but i don't forget any of that but that's that's kind of my my story in a nutshell of going from you know corporate world to flipping a lot and then changing mindset going into the more buy and hold play which um we still have a flipping business we call it the lab where we're um, still flipping over there and if something comes up that we want to keep We'll put it right in our portfolio because we're going after some bigger deals like i was telling you the, the storage play and some things with warehouse and industrial so very cool man yeah i i love your story because i it mirrors mine a lot um and i feel like a lot of investors kind of can resonate with with your story you know you work in corporate uh you yeah. hear about real estate i actually i read the same book rich dad poor dad um and then you just get started in wholesaling you you cut your teeth on wholesaling for a while get into some flips do that for a while. And then uh, eventually you're like, okay, there's another level to this. I got to figure it out because some people are just crushing it with the, with cash flow, with buying, you know, portfolios like you did or commercial like I did. Um, and then you start raising capital and, uh, and then you're into the next level. And I actually, I don't even know what the next level is after this. I haven't even looked into it, probably doing funds and like big funds, but um, huh? yeah, it's uh, I love your story. I like the evolution of it. Uh, it sounds like I'm sure you got tons of stories within, <laughs> within that, uh, that career of 10 years. Um, unfortunately, I looked at the clock. We are running it down. So I am going to have to move us on to the quick question round. But before we do that, I want to ask a bit about um, what you guys are doing today. So we, mm -hmm. you've got us to the current current point. 
Um, what is your bread and butter today? What are you doing? And what does the next couple of years look like for you? Yeah, so we we have a lot, like I was telling you, we have a lot of single families, duplexes, and small multifamily in our current portfolio. Mm. That is, um, that's keeping us super busy, and that's fine. Like it's stabilized. Um, we'll probably add, you know, right now on average maybe like two houses every like quarter in there, okay. right? Um, the main kind of day to day and the flipping business right now is we're doing a lot of, you know. Um, wholesaling innovations. Hmm. And so, you know, that's, I, I, I like that business because it's just a straight up cash business. It keeps us in the loop of what's going on um, from a residential standpoint. And every now and then there's small landlords that we'll get a hold of in our marketing. We will be able to like acquire them, keep them, um, whether we keep them for a short term and then, you know, sell them off. Um, but we're, we're, that's, that's like the flipping business we're doing wholesaling and then novations or we're calling them our pep deals. And that's like the newest thing right now. I think it's also the most, uh, I think in, in how I see the deal going about is like the most ethical way of doing, um, those type of flips. It's because you're really meeting the seller's needs, you know, and can you, um, uh, my, my, uh, partner that I have on the commercial side does novations and he tried to explain it to me one time, but it didn't sink in. Go over innovations one more time. What is it? How does it differ from wholesaling? Yeah. So basically, you're you're um, the whole thing that with innovations is that you're replacing the current purchase agreement, right, with a another agreement with a buyer. So you're just you're just you know it's it's like a it's a it's a different type of transaction than wholesaling because you're just kind of like assigning over this contract. You know, innovations in a sell and it's in and it's like. Um, you know, context is a little bit, the, it's the same, um, but it allows you to actually list this property on an MLS mm. and, you know, where are the buyers that are paying the most? Well, they're on the MLS. Your, your cash buyers that you've built re these relationships with have these formulas that are, you know, typically they're going to need deep discounts for you. So, when from you. So when you're talking to your motivated seller and they're like, well, you know, you give them your cash price based on what's going on right now. And, you know, we're still flipping some homes as well. You, you got to be a little bit conservative with your, um, you know, ARV anymore. You want to be under that so that you know that it's going to sell because it's not like 2021 and 2020. All those mm -hmm. the three years of this hot rising market, blah, blah, blah. It's not the same market. So you got to be underwriting it very conservatively. So this this novations that we're doing is literally just we're saying being upfront with the seller, uh, the cash price doesn't work for you, and we're going low on the cash price, right? Um, but there's there's probably a way that we can um, still work together, and I can probably give you a little bit more money uh, and get close to your asking price. I just need some flexibility with y'all. Like I need to list it on the MLS. I got to work with these buyers that are typically using a loan. We're going to handle all of that for you, right? That's how we kind of like pitch it. We're going to handle the sale for you and inspections. We might have to do some uh, renovations to it. That's coming out of our pocket. Mm -hmm. So you might see on the MLS listed at a higher price, but out of that higher price, that's paying us um, and covering our costs that we're coming to the table to bring it to, you know, inspection standards. Right. And so in its in entirety, you're basically getting permission from that motivated seller to put it on the market. And then when that new buyer comes and steps and says, hey, you know, I'm interested in getting this deal, you're replacing that contract with that buyer to the seller. 
and they're going to see what you're making. Mm. And you got to be upfront with them. Be like, look, I know it, it looks like we made this much, but we also had to cover the the request to remedy. There's always a request to remedy in these things unless you like negotiate with that buyer. Mm. But the buyers in this market, as you probably know, know, is that they're they're a little bit different. They're you know they're wanting concessions. They're not waiving inspections. They they're a little bit picky, mm. and rightfully so, where the interest rates are at. You know, back when it was a different market, people were just like, oh, I'm going to waive inspections. I'll do an escalation clause. I'll, you, you know, I want the deal. I want the house. Now, will it happen again? We don't know. There's like, there's, there's this, uh, there's a thing that I, I don't really follow the news, but sometimes um, the people that I follow on social media are talking about they're, the Fed said that they're going to deep, they're going to cut interest rates next year. Who knows if that's going to happen? Yeah, I, I don't um, look at my crystal ball anymore. I'm just yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> So I don't know if that's going to happen, but if it does, then, you know, you'll have a lot of buyers who have waited um, to make a move. Well, we'll see what happens. You never know. Like, yeah. It could just be a play because of the elections. But that's that's what in a in a nutshell innovations is, is you're getting the permission. You're getting an attorney, in fact, signed. Some people call it um, a limited power of attorney as well. And you're handling that wholesale price for them, a the wholesale process for them mm. on the MS. Okay. Yeah. But it, it actually it happens all the time in commercial. That's yeah. what I heard. Uh, I've, I've never done that on the commercial side, but um, the the mechanics sound pretty simple. Um, I'm assuming it's just a clause that you put within your, your purchase agreement that just says, you know, buyer has the right and ability to assign or not assign, I guess, to list this property on the MLS. You have to novate to do a no to do a novation is what we oh, have. Oh, it's, no, it's a legal term. Uh, novation is a legal term. But we put it in there. We have a straight up clause. We can assign it. We can novate it. Um, you know, it's 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 right there in our clause. And then we get that. Per, really, the permission slip is the attorney. In fact, huh? You know, interesting. The attorney, in fact, allows you to do. At that point, you're basically saying, "Hey, um, I promise you to give you this price. Let's just say it's eighty thousand. Um, and how we word it in our um, pitch is like, we're going to protect your equity. So we're going to protect this 80,000. Meanwhile, we're going to work with our end buyers, which our end buyers are using conventional USDA, VA, whatever loan that they're going to have. Uh, and then we're going to put the property on the MLS. And so, you know, we're very upfront. And then if they ask, well, what do you think it will sell for? Well, we're going to test some pricing around. Um, so we might put it out there for, like 120. Mm. Oh, really? You know, I'm like, yeah, we don't know because we're seeing that the market's bearing 130, but the house needs a little bit of work based on what you're telling me. And then when they have their inspector over there, we might need to do some, you know, repair some floors, maybe some plumbing. We don't know. But the good news is you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. We have good pricing on because of the, the volume pricing that we get. And so we're going to take care of it. And sometimes we'll have to do some things after the closing for them. Mm. So, that's how we uh, that's how we pitch it. Yeah. What well, what would um why would a seller do that versus just go with a real real estate agent if it's going to be listed well, on the market? You know, and we get that objection a lot, and we tell them that um, you can certainly list it with your friends, um, you know, your realtor friends that you want to do it, and uh, if you're okay with paying commission, and if you're okay with doing the rehab, and if you're okay with handling all of the um, you know offers. If that's something that you want to do, more power to you. Let's let's do it. 
partway, like let us know. We're still here for to help you. You know, a lot of times they're like, well, no, 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 I don't want to do that because I, I don't have time. I don't have the resources, you know, and I don't have the money. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, you know, I've heard that that idea thrown out so many times. I just, uh, I never took the effort to actually get down and, and understand it, but um, makes a lot of sense to me. I am going to take that opportunity because it looks like we have uh, gone through our time. So I'm going to take the opportunity to push us into the quick question round. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, it starts with books or any form of education. Just give me two recommendations, one for general life wisdom and one for real estate specific. So we talked about the book that changed my mindset, but there's another one um, that's uh, it's, it's Think and Grow Rich. This is a book that I read. You know, I, I look through like once a year, a couple of times, sometimes, you know, that's 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 an amazing book. Right. Yeah, Napoleon. Um, it, it really is. So that that one is more like personal development. And then the other one was you were like a real estate book. Mm hmm. A real estate I mean, you book. Say rich dad, poor dad. That's a that's a solid. Uh, that's a it solid. really is. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of what they put out. You know, whether it's real or not, like the principles in there, this is really solid. Like you can't go wrong with any of those books. The cash flow quadrant, rich dad, poor dad, all those like the tax benefits, the whole rich dad series. Yeah, you you can learn a lot. You know, um, and I'm not like I don't have a thing with like and I don't know you don't either, but with like Kiyosaki, right? So it's just the yeah. principles in there. We don't have like an affiliate with them, but the principles in there is like amazing, amazing. So yeah. it was a game changer. Yeah, yeah. It's a um, you know, it's not going to tell you how to do real estate, but it's going to tell you why you should be doing it. Um, and it's mm -hmm. a it's a good book. I would recommend to anybody just getting started. So uh, I'm going to move us on to the next question. This is for your younger self. So let's go back to the eight RJ. Who was just getting started, um, you know, back in what was what'd you say? It was like 2000, 2008, something like that. Yeah, it was like eight, nine. Yep, is yeah. when I picked that book up. Yeah. Go back to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Um, one piece of advice. I love this question, man. What <laughs> what came up for me in that moment was to um just you know, cut down, cut down on partying. And yeah. <laughs> look at, look at, so like, you know, I, I'm not saying like, don't have fun because you, you got to have fun, right? That was the time to do it. But you can get further ahead if you just learn this one strategy and that's called house hacking. Mm. Look at that, look into house hacking. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's I would tell myself. That's a good yeah. piece of advice. I, that, that's it really I, is. I wish, yeah. My, uh, my daughter, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, Tell her to go down that route because that is something I wish I uh, I would have done. All right, I'm next question. Like oh, we're having a little bit of connection issues. Are you? Uh, um, is your internet there? Oh. Good. Yeah. All right. Problem has been fixed for you guys. It was no time for us. There was internet issues, but we're back. We're running. Um, we're going to the next question. And this is about the U.S. Um, this is a question I ask everybody, but you are a one metro guy, which uh, I love to hear. Um, I'm going to ask you anyways. The U.S. is a big place. Yeah. It's a lot of opportunity out there. Give me the single metro you're most excited about investing in today. My home city. I'm Columbus, I'm Columbus Ohio, baby. Through. Columbus, Ohio. You know, <laughs> if, if you guys are watching my market, you'll know that 
Intel just recently, um, you know, committed to getting like over 20,000 jobs. Um, what I also heard was outside of that, there's another aviation company. I, I pay attention to that, you know, the economics and, and job factors. Just pick a market that has a diverse economy, mm-hmm. a diverse economy. That if one economy starts to slip up, well, you still have healthcare over here. If healthcare starts to slip up, well, then you got, you know, you got your uh, like fashion and, you know, uh, here, you got Facebook here, Google's here. These are like the guys that have done all the hard work. They're, they're looking and picking and choosing which markets to go to. And then you have like, um, there's an aviation company that is working on, this is amazing, but flying cars, this is going to be a real thing. (laughs) Flying cars. They opened up in (laughs) the Jetsons. It's so crazy. I'm like, wait a second. You know, like this is coming out. It's like, yeah, this is, it's true. They just, that's another 4,000 jobs over there, you know? So just choose your markets like that. And Midwest is a great market because and it's like, if you look at it in the map, it's really more like Northeast and not in the middle of, you know, the States. I don't know why they call it Midwest, but like, it's, you got to pick the markets that just have affordable housing, diverse economy, and people are moving there for the jobs, Yep. you know? So that's why I like my market. I'm telling you, I'm bullish on Columbus. I'll always be. Columbus is a, is a great market. Columbus, Cincinnati, uh, Indianapolis, all those big yeah. markets out there right under the lakes. Um, pretty yep. solid. All right. Next question is about finding deals. It all starts with getting in contact with the seller. So what is your favorite way to generate leads and find good deals? So at one point it's changed. So at one point it used to be direct mail. It used to be cold calling. It used to be texting. Well, right now in our market in the last you know 90 days, our number one lead source is PPC, pay per okay. click. Yeah. Pay per click. And so we're bullish on that. And we're really noticing that that website uh, that I gave you that that's doing really well in the search engine optimization is because we've um, did a lot of we at the closing table when we helped the thousands of motivated sellers, we took videos, the ones that wanted to do videos that didn't mind it. We took video testimonials, authentic right then at their happiest time, which they're getting the check. And we put them on YouTube and then we put that YouTube link into our website. There you go. So this is a good way for y'all to get leads, especially really motivated ones. Cause imagine somebody going online researching and they're typing in their information, right? They're motivated. They're like, it's a, it's, you know, this whole mindset thing. They are so motivated that they're willing to take the time to research who are the companies that are, buying in my area and then boom your page stops up you have all this credibility of uh reviews right and it's video form people love videos yeah so yeah credibility goes a long way um you know video content that kind of stuff it really uh it really does help with the sale with the uh, people's um confidence in your your trustworthiness and your ability to actually get the deal done so um love that strategy uh, I'm going to move us on to the next question. This is, um, I lost my spot. I do this every single time. I don't know why this happens, but there it is. This is about your strengths. Uh, all of us are gifted with strengths that we uniquely provide this world. So what is your Superman strength? Really? My superhuman strength is being resourceful. 
that's really it. Yeah. And right. that, that is a, that's a strength that is pays back in spades when it comes to, I want to say real estate, but really it's just any business. Anytime you're trying to build a business, um, being resourceful is super important because nothing goes the way that you plan it to. Well, sometimes it does. And that's, that's the, the times that you really got to be thankful, but usually things just go in their own way and you got to be resourceful, figure out your own solutions to those problems. Um, so that is a, a good strength to have. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. That leads us to the last question. Um, this is for the listeners. You've given us a lot to think about. I'm sure people want to reach out, get in contact with you. Uh, how can they get in contact with you and what can they expect when they reach out? Yeah. Easiest way is let's connect on Instagram. Um, I'm there um, all the time, uh, every day, just checking and answering DMs. And um, it's at RJ Pepino. Um, and what you're going to see is just, me documenting what I'm up to. So at the closing table, at properties, um, with my family. And if you're interested in, um, you know, what we teach, we teach the, the buy and hold, um, you know, play, we teach how to find properties off market, how to raise private capital and how to grow a real estate portfolio, just like how we did. Um, so anything that we're doing, like we're still, you know, we still have the business businesses over there, the lab, like we're still getting um, deals every day. And some of those deals will put away into our portfolio and show you how to do that. So that's what you're expecting. I truly appreciate you having me on here. Uh, Gabe. love talking to you. I love, love seeing you. Um, and hopefully we can connect some more soon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, uh, it's been a good conversation. Um, so for everybody who wanted to reach out, that is on Instagram, it's at RJ Pepino. Pepino is spelled P E P I N O. Um, the website is sellhousecolumbus.com. So I'll put those links in the show notes. If you don't want to reach out, just click the little more in the description. It'll pull down that full description and in there you can find those links. So yeah, RJ, that wraps it up. Again, thank you very much for hopping on the show. I love having people with as much wisdom as you do um, pop on here and give their give their stories, give their, uh, their perspectives. So thank you. And uh, I hope you guys crush it in 2024. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe at the real estate investing club.com. And if you guys want to support the show, all we ask is give us a like, subscribe, share all that jazz. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right. Before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.